today we're going to go into the Law of One session 63. This is the revised version. This was received July 18, 1981. Some uh, 718-1981. Um, here we have a long session. It'll take us a few weeks. Um, this is quite a, you know, it's quite a slog. It's quite a long piece of work to go through 106 sessions and uh, but that's the only way <laughs> that's the true way to understand Ra and the teachings uh, from sixth density from this level this session uh, begins with commentary that was put into book five personal material from Jim and Carla about their process comments from Ra about their process associated with psychic attack and they again call it psychic greeting. LNL wanted to call it psychic greeting. But you know, um, if I hear a tone in my right ear uh, and the confederation or a positive entity makes greeting, should I call that by the same phrase, psychic greeting or higher dimensional greeting, as I call an Orion attack that sought to kill Carla or, or do harm? I think that it's a little bit naive or um, injudicious, <laughs> non-judicious to call um, a form of interdimensional contact that seeks to harm a greeting when there is interdimensional contact of, of love <laughs> and um, appreciation that is a true greeting. So I think we should be careful with language. Anyway, this session goes beyond the discussion of psychic attack into long uh, exploration of harvest, and this is very, very critical material in the second half of this session. So let's jump in. Law of One, session 63, began with commentary on book five. This is before Ra's um, contact um, introduction or, or their um, preamble or greeting. So this was Jim, Jim first discussing Carla's condition. Jim said, Carla's arthritis began just after her kidneys failed when she was 13 years old. In her childhood, she had the very strong desire to be of service to others, but after many difficult experiences as a child, unable to fit well anywhere, she felt so sure that she would never be able to really be of service that by the age of 13 she prayed that she might die. When her kidney failure six months later provided her with an avenue for such an exit from the Incarnation, her near-death experience was of the nature where she was told that she could go on if she chose, meaning die, but that her work on earth was not done. She immediately chose to return to this life, now feeling that there was indeed service to be provided and the juvenile rheumatoid arthritis set in immediately. <clears throat> you can also see here how the efforts of negative entities intensified the choice to die that she had made of free will, but by that same free will, there was no force that could hinder her return to service once she had made that choice. And then Carla uh, shares her perspective, and Carla's quote here is, the concept of <clears throat> excuse me the concept of limitation especially in the form of physical disease being a benign thing can be disturbing to think upon at first i asked myself why in heaven's name would i choose this particular condition 
for it is as cunning in how it limits me as it could be. Although the rheumatoid disease has altered each joint in my body, it has focused on my hands, wrists, and shoulders, and back. I simply cannot do anything physical for too long a period, including typing at this very computer's keyboard. I cannot pick up heavy things or do heavy cleaning around the house. In general, I must watch how long I work at anything, for I cannot do a good day's work and expect to rise the next day feeling well. I simply must write a lot of rest into the schedule. Any time I do overstep these unseen limitations, I reap the reward of having lots of quiet time while I recuperate. Through the years, therefore, I have become very able to live in a world that is retired to the point of being a hermit's way. Even the depths, even in the depths of illness, in the early 90s, uh, I was still given work to do in the channeling and in correspondence with a wide variety of students, counselees, and friends. My voice, because it hurt to produce a tone, was faint, but my thoughts still flew with wings, and there was immense satisfaction in continuing to serve. It has always been difficult for me to take things lightly. I am always the one so intensely riveted on whatever I am doing that there's no possibility of my being cool. Forget it. So Ra's telling me I needed to reserve energy for myself during sessions did not sit well. However, given the way I was physically wasting away, I realized it would have to learn how to do that. I have come to appreciate this lesson greatly, and so pass the advice on to each who sees himself in these words. It is a worthwhile thing to preserve the physical shell. Indeed, it is the kind of loving act that teaches as it aids. So, um, no psychoanalysis needed here, but um, you can see her story of her life was uh, quite painful and challenging in terms of um, uh, emotional, existential uh, adjustment to this lifetime and to the body limitations. So, she felt, being at age 13... Um, she felt she would never be of service enough or be important enough or perhaps loved and valued by others because Ra had talked about the, her challenge of um, valuing others who didn't appreciate her or continuing love when she didn't get appreciation and uh, recognition, probably by family, uh, but felt that she didn't want to live anymore and so she prayed to die. And six months later, she had a kidney failure. Um, and then she had a near-death experience, and she was told that she could die and leave if she wanted, but the work was her work was not done, which was really a confirmation to her that there was some work that she could be doing. <laughs> she did the raw material. The raw material wouldn't have happened without her or this channeling. So I'm glad she stayed. And um, this is an existential crisis at age 13, very early, um, it's midway through the first Saturn cycle or 30-year cycle. Um, already felt um, despair and a desire to die. Um, and you can see how the mind can um, make such happen. Her kidney failure six months later, probably, <laughs> was born of that mind's strong, concentrated desire to end the body. But 
uh, she realized that she did have work to do and um, decided to stay. And Jim explains tr clearly, truly, how negative entities can intensify our distortions, but they can't interfere with our, our free will um, decisions um, that are of love and light or that are non-distorted. And so negative entities intensified her choice to die. Negative entities basically intensified her feelings of hopelessness and her belief that uh, her belief in the apparent futility, impossibility of being of service or being having a valuable life uh, to come. It was the belief, the feelings of hopelessness based on the uh, uh, an unrecognized assumption that of the impossibility of being uh, of service and being loved or I, I assume being valued or making a contribution that others value that that she could feel good about the belief in the impossibility of that was amped up by Orion but when she came to realize that or n no by a higher dimensional guidance that yes indeed she had a purpose, and um, there was work to do for her in this lifetime. It wasn't hopeless. That's not true. Um, then she decided, I want to come back, and Orion couldn't interfere with that. So negative entities are limited uh, to um, intensification of blockages in the lower triad, lower three chakras, psychological conflict, low self-value, or exaggerated self-value, uh, conflict with others uh, associated with uh, distorted beliefs of self or life or purpose or desire, uh, anything that's outside of love wisdom associated with lower chakra blockage or personal psychology, they can amp up. So love is the greatest protection, Ross said, which is very true, which means development of green ray, which means block clearance of the blockage in the lower triad of course, is the way of being free of negative entities, um, giving them no dark spots uh, to exploit, um, being light-filled, the seven-ray light-filled as much as possible. So then, um, Carla explains her perspective, and um, this is a critical point for consideration. She's saying the concept of limitation being a benign thing is can be disturbing to think upon at first. Why would I give myself this condition? This is a, a very big leap for most people. And if you don't have any kind of intuited or sensed multidimensional awareness or awareness that this life is not all, you are more than your body and mind and personality. You will exist beyond the death of this body you have existed before the birth of this body and other dimensions of life are alive and existent right now. If you can't accept that, you can't get to right view in Buddhism. If you can't accept um, basic sense of karma and reincarnation or multidimensional life, it's very difficult to form right view <clears throat> in according to Buddhist perspective. Likewise, it's very difficult to think about how I chose my illness for my own, as catalyst or stimulus or a, a trigger for my own continued soul evolution. 
which of course began before this birth and of course will go on beyond the end of this birth or the the end of this life and body of course so i mean you know don't you know it yet <laughs> can't you listen <laughs> can't you accept what your soul knows can't you get it get it <laughs> it's enough to be deluded by foolish people <laughs> don't follow deluded the deluded views of others as lynchy said so yeah <clears throat> many 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 um dynamics of the incarnation were chosen before we were born and it's not that um physical disease as a limitation is is pleasant but um the purpose of incarnation is soul evolution the purpose of incarnation is the development of mind body spirit the purpose of this life needs to be considered why are you here if you don't know why you're here and there are many answers not just one if you don't have a clear some sense of life purpose and life purpose is not what you want life purpose is uh, why you came what you want is important to know what you want is not the same as life purpose what the soul wants what why you came is life purpose and so um for stubborn people for people who think that they're in control for people who think that they're the boss of their incarnation and their boss of of their existence which is a lie um the concept of limitation that i chose is a goodly thing is hard to swallow um, because there's the sense of why would i do anything bad to myself well why don't you just have a perfect body hmm why is there evil in the universe hmm there are many people that can't square the notion of a omnipotent benevolent god or creator of all with the existence and and continuance of evil and in, and apparent injustice you can't get it if you don't believe if you don't recognize multidimensional um multi-incarnative uh, soul evolution if you can't get that you won't get the um the presence of evil and continuance of evil um established by a one infinite benevolent source nor can you understand the presence of countless body limitations countless life limitations and challenges and and apparent injustices yeah you know children dying young or or the uh, barbarism of a uh, world military or humans to human why you can't get it from a single a mono incarnational a uni incarnational perspective from a mater- rational materials perspective you cannot understand it sorry it doesn't work because its its significance <laughs> is is tied to the stru- the structure in which it's occurring the structure in which it's occurring is not uni incarnational rational materialist material world only it's a multi-dimensional multi-incarnational um multi realm um field in which uh, entities go in and out of bodies and karma is uh, created and um dissipated so <laughs> most everyone knows nothing in this world so she's saying um why in heaven's name would she choose a condition it's as cunning uh, in how it limits me well <laughs> it's not cunning it's actually perfectly chosen by her to limit her the rheumatoid this is the rheumatoid arthritis that came after the desire to die 
Um, and perhaps she really weakened her kidneys by that strong desire. Um, if she had accepted limitations more, would she not have had all this illness for the decades of her life? Maybe so, I don't know. But um, what, what appears to be how cunning this disease mechanism that seems unfair is, what, what, what appears to be cunning uh, treachery uh, of a disease that I didn't create to harm me and limit me in the ways that I need the most, like limiting hands, wrists, shoulders, and back, is actually uh, a, directed, um, a directed complex of bodily limitations as a catalyst for particular, very particular um, attitudinal changes and, and adjustments in perspective adjustments in perspective that would be required for her to live within those particular limitations of upper body function, which is sociality, which is relational. The left arm, right arm. Left arm, right arm, fourth chakra, fifth chakra, limited. How? Limited in the way of um, needing to love self more and, and realize that... Um, Loving self more by honoring the limitations, by not hurting my body, um, by working within those limits and not pushing as much as I want, uh, that love of self and care of body is universal service, no less than super-duper 12-hour working, actually. That's not, not a well-recognized point for some people. So... <clears throat> Anyway, um, as she says, it's a worthwhile thing to preserve the physical shell. It's the kind of loving act that teaches as it aids. <laughs> she really has the view that you got to keep teaching, you got to keep helping, you got to keep doing, 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 doing. That's not <laughs> that that doesn't understand, um, you know, what the adept understands. Um, that that love light radiatory service that is invisible. Uh, touches, you know, all. And it's the perspective of unified mind-body-spirit complex uh, condition of, of awareness that, that indicates the degree of service. You know, a purified seven-ray system, I'm not saying I have that, but I'm saying a purified seven-ray system, like a Buddha, um, is a radiant sun of love, of purified love light. Even more than the doing... You serve your mind. You serve your the energetics of the of the seven ray development. The seven ray self is the ser is what's served. And physical action may be helpful, yes, indeed. Um, but actually, what's being transmitted uh, invisibly is, is the is the radiatory field of your consciousness, meaning the development of love wisdom, meaning the develop the degree of fourth fifth chakra. Activation, coordination, crystallization, that's the service that's most potent, or that's really served all the time. So, you know, I can, I can help a thousand people with my hands and my wrists and my arms and my shoulders, uh, but what about my mind? How is the mind? Is the mind filled with, with uh, low self-value? Does the mind have this sense that I'm chronically inadequate no matter how much I serve? that, that uh, you can't take care of yourself, and therefore I must and I'm obligated to maximal production of physical activity to serve with my 
hands and my wrists and my elbows and my arms and my shoulders because that's the only way it seems that that's a limiting state of mind a limited state of mind it seems that there are lower chakra blockages that that are persistent there and so I'm not trying to be limited, critical to Carla because um, I owe a massive debt of gratitude to her and feel it. And um, she knows that. Everything's fine. So we had good relations in the life, as we do now. Um, meanwhile, um, my perspective is different. You know, I'm coming from the Eastern, she's coming from the Western. And, um, um, you know, the, the, the hermit's way is a holy way if your seven-ray array is well-developed. <laughs> Where is sanctity? <clears throat> is sanctity a product of behavior, or is sanctity uh, the product of seven-ray development? Hmm? They can be both, but not necessarily. So, she the problem was, she said, it was difficult for her to take things lightly, couldn't be cool, forget it. She didn't want to be cool. Cool, cool. What does cool mean? <laughs> Could it mean relaxed? Could it mean at leisure? <clears throat> uh, I don't want you helping me if you're uptight. Uptight doesn't help. So, uh, I think that she was very self-critical and self-drive, self-driven and a little short-sighted. And uh, as I said to somebody before, I think the real limitation here is a lack of love, <laughs> lack of love to self, that the, the love of of, uh, of a hermit's life that that <clears throat> she didn't really want, um, partly because of low self-esteem and the unworthiness complex, the 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 love <clears throat> associated with um, uh, appreciating one's one's contribution to the universe by love light radiance. That love is critical. Um, it's critical that we appreciate ourselves as we are. And it's critical that we recognize that um, what's best for you is, is best for the world, if it's really best for you. And that's why Gautama said, take good care of yourself. So, let's jump in. 63-0, a bit in brackets. I am Ra. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We cr communicate now. Um, 63, 1, um, Don again asking about Carla, said, could you give me an indication of the condition of the instrument? And Ra explains, this instrument's vital energies are at the distortion which is normal for this mind-body-spirit complex. The body complex is distorted due to psychic attack in the area of the kidneys and urinary tract. There is also distortion continuing due to the distortion called arthritis. You may expect this psychic attack to be constant as this instrument has been under observation by negatively oriented force for some time. So it's a very serious situation here. And um, so her vital energies were distorted or lowered um, in a way that was acceptable or normal for her. But uh, the physical body um, was still under strong focused psychic attack in the kidneys and urinary tract, second chakra, right? All second chakra water area associated with the feelings about self. That's what the second chakra is all about. Mm, 
how I feel about myself. And the worthiness-unworthiness complex is associated with the second chakra condition. Then <clears throat> also distortion associated with arthritis, which is, um, you know, the joint, joint immobility, inflammation, which, um, you know, is very much associated with uh, flexibility. <laughs> uh, how flexible is the mind? How adaptable? How, um, how freely moving is one's mind in the way of um, finding better, the better, better ways of living or um, um, ad adapting to uh, continued understanding, uh, deeper understandings of truth and, and value. So it was, she was under observation for a long time. This was a very serious condition. 63.2 was in the, the fifth volume also. Was the original problem with the kidneys some 25 years ago caused by psychic attack? And this is the case of her um, experiences um, when she was 13, I believe. Ross said, this is only partially correct. There were psychic attack components to the death of this body at that space-time. However, the guiding vibratory complex in this event was the will of the instrument. This instrument, Carla, desired to leave this plane of existence as it did not feel it could be of service. And so, this is um, Ra's explanation of what Jim and Carla commented on earlier in the session that was put into Book 5. Um, there were what to what degree are we talking about psychic attack? You see, Ra doesn't say psychic greeting. Okay, <laughs> they said psychic attack. So let's not be cutesy. Um, there were psychic attack components to the death of this body, which means she really died. A near death experience can involve a temporary death of the body. So, <clears throat> um, a negative entity was attacking her, um, weakening her condition that led to that temporary death. But what was stronger was her will, which is Ra calls the guiding vibratory complex. Uh, she had a strong will, and still does. And because of will, um, she both opened herself up to negative attack as well as um, um, got beyond or got beyond the desire to leave or reaffirmed her desire to stay after recognizing the truth that yes indeed she had work to do and also she could be of service you see you know what are the motivations for being of service um, generally it's associated with the desire to feel good about oneself or to uh, support self-appreciation now uh, it may be Ra was talking about I don't want to get deep into her psychology but she Ra had said that, that part of her challenge was bringing love to those who couldn't love her and she could be of service to bring love to those who didn't love her but she wouldn't get appreciation from them so the challenge was to love herself in the face of being unloved and continue loving or continue goodness of heart to those who couldn't appreciate it. By greater self-appreciation, 
self-affirmation and understanding that um, it was her way and as she lived to be of good heart even with those who don't love in return and don't appreciate her offering uh, then uh, at that point you could say psychologically she was looking for love or wished to be loved and appreciated maybe yeah that's one level but there's another level that is metaphysical which is the desire to be of service uh, not everybody who wish who wants love wants to be of service <laughs> and not everybody who uh, is of service you know is, is has that emotional condition but the the cycle you know a a psychological process um is the psychological level of a multidimensional process uh, you can say that she wished to have appreciation and love from those who it turned out couldn't love her or appreciate her uh that's the psychological level you know and you could say with an unworthiness complex she was um seeking affirmation of her worthiness by service to those who it turned out couldn't love her or appreciate the service or appreciate her and that's sort of a psychological analysis uh, but that doesn't mean that's the totality of where she was coming from meaning even though that psycho psychoanal analysis of um, you know unworthiness complex driving uh, service oriented activity or perspective seeking love and appreciation or wanting love and approval from others which is kind of normal you know uh, that's not the whole of it there is also from the metaphysical level a desire to be of service a desire to really make a difference that was there too so uh, the psychological may be quite real and and potent um, but there is perhaps we may say always uh, a metaphysical basis for it and in the case of wanderers um, uh, an analysis of the psychological level of our process is important but not uh, not conclusive or not um, all-encompassing you know the wanderer may be a real psychological mess but that doesn't mean they're not a wanderer I mean, you know, forget about mainstream doctors and psychiatrists. They don't know anything about metaphysics, so their opinion is useless and irrelevant. <laughs> their opinion is they're they're not even they're will they're 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 uh, uh, entitled to an opinion, but an opinion without investigation is worthless. An opinion without significant focused investigation is worth nothing. It's just another voice in the wind no matter what their degrees so then um, this is also the subtle distinction between what Orion can amp up and what they can't and we'll explain that here in 63.3 a bit more Don goes on and says you're saying that the instrument itself then created the kidney problem at that time Ra explains it the instruments desire to leave this density lowered the defenses of an already predisposed weak body complex and an allergic reaction was so intensified as to cause the complications which distorted the body complex towards unviability meaning dying the will of the instrument 
when it found that there was indeed work to be done in service, was again the guiding factor or complex of vibratory patterns which kept the body complex from surrendering to dissolution of ties which caused the vitality of life. You can just see that, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're deep in the maturity of the raw material in the session series here at 63. So the maturity, the metaphysical sophistication of the answers is, uh, I think, even stronger than it was uh, 40 sessions ago. Um, and Ra's explaining what was her doing and what was the Orion contribution. Number one, she willed to die, to leave the density. That willing um, lowered defenses of her already weak body, which was also in a pre-incarnative decision. There was an allergic reaction naturally, which was the beginning of her killing herself by mind, it seems. The allergic reaction then was so intensified by Orion, amped up the distortions, that led to her uh, body approaching death, or the near death, or the temporary death of the near death. Then, uh, her will um, was reactivated with the accepted uh, acceptance of the guidance. You see, not only was she given guidance in the NDE that, uh, yes, there's work to be done, or yes, you can make a difference, which is not to say, yes, uh, people will love you, which people did, but um, yes, um, you may find meaning and value in this life, and this is another matter. Many, many wanderers are um, have a low-level depression. Many wanderers have a low-level depression because they feel useless. We may feel useless. I have no purpose in this world. Nobody gives a shit about me here. Even even some people may love me. I can't really help them much, and um, society is you know doesn't really recognize or appreciate what someone like me has to offer, or that which I wish to offer, or uh, I can't really make a positive difference. I don't want to help at the soup kitchen and, and, and feed people. That's not my thing. I want to teach, I want to heal, I want to speak, I want to interact with people, you know, what, in the ways of spiritual helping or something. But no one seems to care. Some kind of sense of futility and um, uselessness here. And so she had that too. Um, and not only was she deserving of higher dimensional guidance in the NDE, she was also mature and, you know, she's a very high soul, um, receptive enough to recognize the, that guidance and uh, apply it rightly to her incarnation and realize that, yes, that's true. What I'm told by these beings is true. These beings really do know. And it really is true, or could be true, that yes, indeed, really, I may have a, I may find a place in this world. I may make a work and a role for myself in this world. I may have true work in this world that really makes a positive difference. That's very heart-enriching. That's heart-fulfilling. Heart and then the will um, turn towards uh, restoration of life and um, renovation of the desire to make uh, to make the best of this incarnation and so 
that kept her body from surrendering to dissolution of ties, which is the breaking of various cords and things um, and dying process. Then we get to some specifics, 63.4. Don asked, is the necessity for the instrument to go to the bathroom several times before a session due to the psychic attack? Um, Ross said, because it does affect kidneys, obviously. Ross said, in general, this is incorrect. The instrument is eliminating from the body complex the distortion leavings of the material which we use for contact. This occurs variably, sometimes beginning before contact, other workings this occurring after the contact. In this particular working, the entity, this entity is experiencing the aforementioned difficulties causing the intensification of that particular distortion condition. So you see how subtle these things are. Um, yes, she has had uh, long-term kidney renal dysfunction. Uh, yes, there is psychic attack going on. But no, um, that um, you know need to eliminate, go to the bathroom many times before a session, is not um, the product of psychic attack. It's actually um, related to the uh, requirements or, or what the, the requirements for the body for the session. Body requirements for eliminating what Ra called distortion leavings of the material which we use for the contact. This is another way of, this is a, a, biological, um, a biological significance to the term distortion leavings. Distortion leavings also means fragmented um, patterns of concept or thought emotion um, that the adept needs to um, move through or release in the, um, the higher working on initiation of mind and body and spirit, actually. So that's distortion leavings um, that affect consciousness. This is distortion leavings that affect the biology. The, the material which we use for contact, um, you know, there is a there is a combustive process going on, and there's some kind of ash, like ash, or leavings, uh, residue that needs to be uh, flushed out by urination. Interestingly, <laughs> that um, flushing or uh, elimination can happen before or even after the contact, meaning. Um, sometimes what's happening now is because of what's going to happen later. <laughs> it's not simply that what's happening now is the result of what happened before. So her urination, going to the bathroom many times, now may be because of what will happen in an hour. While uh, it's, well, the normal way is what's happening, what happens after the session is because of the session, right? One, two, three. Well, sometimes uh, two precedes one. We have one on, on the timeline of one, two, three. Some of the dynamics of position one are born of the dynamics of position two that, that in linear time perspective will come later, but actually in time space is already occurring or already occurred. Duh. Thus, position one may be partially formed by the consequences of position two, which appear to come later. This is a very important point. This is called synchronicity or 
you know, uh, timelessness or the it's related to the morphogenetic field. Uh, it's related to the fact that our physical dimension is inextricably in it, intertwined with non-physical time-space. And that's why the mind may know the future now. That's why Gautaman beings can read all past lives and future. They can see uh, where souls are going after death. So this can be known, of course. So that's another, so that's a very subtle matter, right? So she's eliminating now um, the consequences of the combustion or the metaphysical process that will happen later. And also uh, that process was being intensified and distorted further by the psychic attack. You notice that Ross says psychic attack. They may call it greeting in following dawn, but they call it attack. So, you know, let's not lovey-dovey butter up, please. Too much butter is a problem. Uh, chili is not a problem. 63.5. I know that you have already answered this question, but I feel it my duty now to ask it each time in case there is some new development, and that is, is there anything that we can do that we aren't doing to lessen the effectiveness of the psychic attack upon the instrument? And, um, you know, that's that just shows Don's deep love for Carla. And um, he really... Um, was grieved by her uh, by her pain. Um, Ra answers, continue in love and praise and thanksgiving to the Creator. Examine previous material. Love is the great protector. So, love is the great protector. Even more so than uh, surrounding yourself in visualization uh, with a field of light, white light or calling upon Saint Germain with the uh, seventh flame, the seventh field flame, to surround yourself with protection. That may or may not come out of a psychology that still has fear. Love is the great protector means fourth ray activation, the, the fullness of green ray activation, which equals uh, fullness of clearance of first, second, third chakra, conditions, meaning the lower triad, the lower three. Clearance of lower three chakras blockage equals the richness and fullness of green ray activation. That is the greatest protection because uh, <clears throat> negative entity can't, can't, um, can't find a hook for, for exploitation. You're unhookable. Now, there may be biological issues, yes, and there may be karmic return not yet returned, yes. Um, and one may make bad decisions still, yes, that are not even associated with lower triad blockage, but deficiencies in wisdom, yes. So, it's very subtle. You want the truth, it's not a simple matter. If you want a simple matter, you'll get a simple matter, simple truth. It's all one. God is love. God is all. All is one. You are one. Yeah. Now, if you want more than that, it does get complicated. So, <clears throat> what, what is the way to protect her? What is the way to protect yourself? Continue in love and praise and thanksgiving to the Creator, which means gratitude. It's true spiritual gratitude. Uh, praise and thanksgiving, you know? Appreciate appreciation of nature, of having a body, of this incarnation, appreciation of the catalyst, in appreciation of um, challenges, you know, mm, 
love loving God despite um, you know harsh catalyst. People thank God for uh, a miracle. How about thanking God for a disaster? <laughs> How about thanking God that that one can still uh, have mind uh, to be a, to be in awareness? Thanking thanking um, the the provider, you know, the creator of this opportunity. So anyway, that's a very these are very high qualities, uh, praise and thanksgiving to the creator. And love is protective to the degree that it involves um, significant clearance of all uh, blockages in the lower three. 63.6, could you give me a definition of vital energy? Many times you see Ra makes a distinction between physical complex energies and vital complex, and they're different. This is a very important answer, actually, to understand uh, multiple energy fields and the terminology. Ra said, <clears throat> vital energy is the complex of energy levels of mind, body, and spirit. Unlike physical energy, it requires the integrated complexes vibrating in an useful manner. The faculty of will can, to a variable extent, replace missing vital energy, and this has occurred in past workings as you measure time in this instrument. This is not recommended. At this time, however, the vital energies are well nourished in mind and spirit, although the physical energy level is in and of itself low at this time. Uh, if you consider, you see, if we divide the seven chakras, which are nodal points for the seven energy fields, into the triad of body, mind, spirit, there are many ways of doing it. We may say that the first three chakras, sub-diaphragm, sub-diaphragmatic, the lower triad, is body. We may say that 4-5, love, wisdom, is the heart of mind. And we may say that head, 6 chakra, 7 chakra, are spirit. Um, we may also say that 1st chakra is body, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th is mind, and 6-7 is spirit. Uh, there are many ways of cutting it. But clearly, the seven can be divided into three. Doing such, we may then uh, correlate uh, chakra conditions of the seven to these different terms regarding energy. So there's physical, vital, and, and uh, what? Uh, sexual. But it seems to me that physical energy is mainly associated with first three chakras because we're in a, in a yellow ray body, which is third chakra-related so I would say that physical energy is more associated with the first three chakras condition. And vital energy is associated with the first six chakras condition. Vital energy being a complex of energy levels, um, meaning an integrated complex. So, uh, to say that vital energy is an, is, um, an integrated uh, product of body, mind, spirit um, in some coordination, to me, indicates that vital energy is associated mainly with um, with six chakra, but particularly, you see, when we say six chakra, it doesn't just mean six chakra, it means one, two, three, four, five, six. And the way I would understand vital energy is that vitality is the product of uh, first six chakras energy fields integration. 
the integration of first six chakras activity, the spiritualization of body, the spiritualization of mind, the embodiment of spirit, and the um, mental uh, consciousness manifestation of spirit um, by uh, you know activities of mind. So, <clears throat> spirit, body, integration, body-mind integration, and spirit-mind integration. Spiritualization of body, embodiment of spirit. Um, integration of mind-body, meaning a unified personality. And then the spiritualization of mind, or the capacity to articulate the spirit through mind or articulate through mind the energetics of spirit. Uh, this is some indication, I think, of, of the uh, integration of body-mind-spirit that, that turns out to be, or that, that, uh, that establishes what's called vital, vital energy. Now, <clears throat> will can, to some extent, replace missing vital energy. Will, where is will coming from? Well, I think, you know, many people consider third chakra the scent, the will chakra. Uh, to the extent that will is a mind-body product um, with limited development of, of, of the transpersonal, then you can say that third chakra is the basis of will. There's, there's you know, is, this is all too much for this class, but does will, is will coming out of third chakra? Or is will based in sixth chakra? Well, could be either. And so, it seems to me, I mean, this is just my opinion, for whatever it's worth. Uh, for the person who um, understands themselves only as um, a thinking animal, for the materialists here, I would say that will manifest through third chakra. Uh, for those who have a broader, deeper, expanded awareness of self, and the, and the nature of our being, then will is very much coming out of six chakra, but it may not be integrated with the lower. So anyway, <laughs> whatever. But will, <clears throat> will can replace missing vital energy. So instead of this body, mind, spirit, what I would consider um, six chakras or even seven chakras, integrated energy force called vital energy, there can be a um, subset of that called will that replaces in the case, replaces it or substitutes for it, but in the long run that's not helpful because it's self-draining, and so you can force yourself to work a twelve-hour day. On the other hand, the body can the body mind or one's being one can be naturally capable of the twelve-hour working. Uh, the natural capability is is the result of vital energy, and the self forcing is a result of will, in in my understanding. So anyway, <clears throat> uh, forcing oneself is not a good idea. Uh, anyway, her energies was uh, well nourished <laughs> overall, because she was very integrated despite these blockages. So sixty three seven. Don asks, would I be correct in guessing that vital energy is a function of the awareness or bias of the entity with respect to its polarity or general unity with the creator or creation? Um, it's not so well phrased, but it's a very, uh, very 
carefully perceived, recognized question. It's a very, um, very percipient um, recognition that vital energy, what is vital energy, right? It's a function of what? Well, we know that it represents some kind of synthesis of body, mind, spirit um, complexes in a useful manner. What does that mean? Um, the integration of body, mind, spirit complexes that produces this vital energy, that integration is based on what? So he's very, very brilliantly, I would say, looking to go to explore what's the basis of this achieved integration of mind, body, spirit complex, mind, body, spirit uh, complexes that produces vital energy. That's based on what? Is it a function of awareness or bias, the entity's awareness or bias regarding polarity or unity? It's really both. Ross said, in a non-specific way, we may affirm the correctness of your statement. The vital energy may be seen to be that deep love of life or life experiences, such as the beauty of creation and the appreciation of other selves, and the distortions of your co-creators making, which are of beauty. <clears throat> Without this vital energy, the least distorted physical complex, least distorted physical complex will fail and perish. With this love or vital energy or elan, elan vital, the entity may continue through the though the physical complex is greatly distorted. This is actually a really deep answer. What is vital energy? What is the basis of effective integration of body, mind, spirit complexes into usable energy we may manifest? What is the basis of that? <clears throat> is it polarity, a high degree of positive polarity? Is it uh, the significant recognition of unity? Well, a high degree of positive polarity includes a high recognition of unity. You know, the more we evolve on the path, the more we go beyond um, <laughs> duality of either path, beyond the duality of their being path uh, into unity. The higher we go up up the mountain, um, the more the greater we realize pathlessness that there's no path. You know, <laughs> the higher levels of the path reveal that there's never been a path. In a non-specific sense. Ra's affirming it's correct. Um, actually, it's a really brilliant question. Um, what is vital energy? What is the nature of this energy or kinetic manifestation of body, mind, spirit complexes integration? Well, that is a manifest. That is manifest by deep love of life or life experiences such as the beauty of creation, meaning nature, and all that is um, of God's uh, natural creation, and then also appreciation of other selves, which is human, third-dimensional, very much, and the distortions of your co-creator's making, meaning human artifacts or human, human-made stuff, which is of beauty. Uh, and then... Uh, with without this vital energy, without such integration, you know, now you can say without deep love of life, without appreciation for beauty, um, 
even very little distorted physical complex will fail and perish, meaning there's got to be some kind of basic vital energy or body-mind-spirit integration that allows the physical complex to continue. Um, and then with that integration of body-mind-spirit, which is evidenced by appreciation of beauty and um, love of life, uh, with that, then even though body may be very weakened, uh, the person may continue living. And that's what you see. Of course, you see some people who are very physically frail, but they have uh, shining eyes and, and their heart radiates from their face in love and gratitude. And they're lovely people and bright souls and their body is a, is a mess. Uh, this, is, this is an equation here of love vital energy, or élan. Élan vital means vital force. I'm not sure the French meaning of élan, but I think it's vitality, uh, uh, or it's not vitality, it's uh, some kind of spirit or energetic, some kind of, um, some kind of um, sparkle, maybe? <laughs> Sparkling, élan vital, the vital sparkle. <laughs> but... Um, it's associated with green ray, obviously. Uh, so integration of body, mind, spirit that produces or generates vital energy, that integration is the result of love. Just because fourth chakra is a basic center. One, four, seven, I believe, are the basic centers. First ray, red, uh, green, fourth, and uh, seven. The, um, the structural... Um, the, the key structural positions in the uh, seven ray system, 147. Now, uh, this, um, this integration of body, mind, spirit, uh, or um, this élan vital, uh, the basis of vital energy, uh, manifests as. Um, love and gratitude and appreciation uh, at all levels. At the level of life, meaning I appreciate that I'm being here. I appreciate this be my beingness here. The opportunity, this my beingness right now, I appreciate it. I, I can't say I like every moment, of course, but it's a gratitude and appreciation for my being here. And then life experiences, meaning catalyst, or opportunity for experiencing, or fashioning experience, or the mind that interprets, <laughs> or, you know, what is life experience? Is it given or made? <laughs> Both. So, <clears throat> gratitude for that, for apparent process, for process, uh, situa situations that come and go. And um, doesn't mean we like every one of them, but there's some sense of, it's good, you know, uh, even though it's difficult sometimes or often, um, this is kind of amazing. And that's gratitude. And then also beauty of creation, meaning natural, second, third uh, first, second density, particularly second density life, plant, animal. And then appreciation of others, recognizing, of course, that some people are real assholes. But um, appreciating, you know, the others who are of beauty, Right? Appreciation of other selves and distortions of your other selves or co-creators making, which are a beauty. Appreciating beauty. Love of beauty. 
uh, sensitivity to beauty. There's tremendous beauty in this world. There's beauty in the natural kingdom. There's beauty. There are beautiful humans, you know, not physical beauty or physical and emotional and spiritual beauty. It shines through the face if you can see it. There's beauty of, of human creation, like Arvo part. <laughs> There's beauty of, uh, you know, all forms of artist artistry, song, <laughs> dance, and uh, visual arts, this and that. Of course, um, appreciation for beauty uh, is not only, you see, it, it, this, this élan vital, this vital energy, in many ways, is established by a linkage of 147. And the degree to which one understands the the development of 147, basic base chakra, that's life, right? The experience of life and life experiences, root chakra. The experience of um, the manifest world, second, third rays, second, third dimensional, and appreciation of other selves. Um, this whole... Um, this whole sweep of appreciation for beauty and appreciation of beingness, uh, I would say, again, is just very much the product of uh, activation and coordination of 147. Anyway, going on, getting close to the end here. This may be the last... Okay, so, um, what we've got here is the first question that begins the long discussion on harvest. And that's good. <laughs> I'm a little tired of uh, psychic attack dynamics. So let us start with 63.8. Um, next time we'll go to six. We'll start with 63.9 or something. But uh, I think we have time for this one. This is a very big question, an important question about um, the metaphysical process the planet goes through in association with what's called harvest. Don asks, from last session, I would like to continue with a few questions about the fact that in fourth density, red, orange, and green energies will be activated, yellow, blue, etc., being in potentiation. Right now, you say we have green energies activated. They have been activated for the last 45 years. That's 1936, from 36. I am wondering about the transition from or through this period so that the green is totally activated and the yellow is in potentiation. What will we lose as the yellow goes from activation into potentiation? And what will we gain as the green comes into total activation? And what is that process? Good question. <laughs> Don has really a great, great mind and um, these are really very important questions. This is why very few people you know, stay with the raw material, um, or read session 63, or have read through, or even care to listen to these one after another, after another, after another. It's difficult. It's it. Uh, Don is a very finely developed intellect, and so the questions are sophisticated, and the answers are sophisticated, and it takes a, a while and a bit of effort to um, to illuminate meaning. <clears throat> raw goes on. And I'll read their whole answer and then uh, explain aspects. Ra said, It is misleading to speak of gains and losses when dealing with the subject of the cycles ending and the green ray cycle beginning upon your sphere. It is to be kept in the forefront of the faculties of intelligence, 
that there is one creation in which there is no loss. There are progressive cycles for experiential use by entities. That's the uh, money, the money line. There are progressive cycles for experiential use by entities. We may, may now address your query. As the green ray cycle, or the density of love and understanding, begins to take shape, the yellow ray plane, or earth which you now enjoy in your dance, will cease to be inhabited for some period of your space-time, as the space-time necessary for fourth density entities to learn their ability to shield their density from that of third is learned. After this period, there will come a time when third density may again cycle on the yellow ray sphere. Meanwhile, there is another sphere, congruent to a great extent with yellow ray, forming. This fourth density sphere coexists with the first, second, and third. It is of a denser nature due to the rotational core atomic aspects of its material. We have discussed this subject with you. The fourth density entities, which incarnate at this space-time, are fourth density in the view of experience, but are incarnating in less dense vehicles due to the desire to experience and aid in the birth of fourth density upon this plane. You may note that fourth density entities have a great abundance of compassion, and not too much wisdom, unfortunately. <laughs> it is a big problem to have a very big, big heart feeling and feeling and open and open um, with, with deficient wisdom. It's a very big problem. So all of you big heart, um, great compassion, loving fourth density wanderers, please develop wisdom. It's critical for your own well-being. Now, in, in, a, in a unified creation and a one-field ocean of life, we can say that there's no loss. There's simply transformation of form transformation of the form of bodies and energy fields, transformation of the form and the qualities of consciousness. There's eternal form modification, but it, it, is, it remains one unified ocean of life with countless waves in continual uh, anicca, impermanent um, phase changing and shifting uh, in and out of bodies and um, in and out of um, fields of consciousness, or forms or qualities of consciousness, ever morphing. So we can't really say there's a gain and a loss. However, <laughs> there are changes. So we're talking about the cycle ending. Third density cycle is ending. Green ray cycle, or dimensional period, is beginning. Um, what is evolution? What are what, what is a, a handy way of understanding Soul evolution, uh, multi-dimensional, uh, multi-cyclic, uh, or multi-stage soul evolution on planets. These are called progressive cycles for experiential use. That's the key takeaway. Uh, dimensions on planets, um, the universe as a schoolhouse, um, manifest as... Um, sequential activation of the planet's seven energy fields, the planet's own seven energy bodies, equals the develop the activation of progressive cycles. Uh, first planet, first, you know, the planet first is in first density, 
then can support first and second density, then first, second, and third density life, and then soon can support first, second, first, second, third, and fourth dimensional life. These are progressive cycles for experiential use by entities, including the entity of an amoeba and um, animals and plants and humans. Now, what's happening here, of course, is that the green ray cycle is beginning, meaning the fourth density, which is love and understanding, and love and understanding are synonymous, as I've said many times. True love equals true understanding, and the limits of understanding are truly limits of acceptance or love. Then, as that begins to take shape or continues its um, full activation potentiation, the what will happen will be that uh, the the human level will be vacated. There will be no human inhabitation on Earth. All people will die or dissolve into light and appear on the astral plane and continue their life. Dying is not the end of life. <laughs> Dying is the end of inhabitation of the body. So, uh, for a certain period of time, the yellow ray plane, or third density Earth, the human level, will cease to be inhabited um, for, you know, this is, Ra had said, it's uh, 700 years, 100, 700 years. They didn't really say how long that's going to happen, but it's a big uh, discussion from some people. As the time, as certain time is necessary for the fourth density entities who are um, incarnate on a stabilized fourth density energy field of the Earth learn how to shield themselves from the perceptions of third density. Why they would be naturally perceptible to humans with 3D senses, I don't know. How? Maybe it's because their third density form would be visible. But uh, there is meaning fourth density beings have third density form which third density humans could see, and they have to learn how to shield that. Anyway, eventually, then, later, there will be a third density cycle again on Earth, meaning a, a human-level re-inhabitation. That's planet Earth's second third density cycle. We are now at the end of planet Earth's first third density cycle. Then, <clears throat> meanwhile, Ross saying that currently... Um, the fourth density sphere, fourth dimensional energy body of Earth being activated, is congruent to a large extent with yellow ray. Does it look the same? I don't know. I can't see it that clearly. <laughs> but <clears throat> congruent to a great extent with yellow ray uh, is a little bit like the movie Knowing, I believe it's Nicolas Cage, when the children um, disappear or are taken aboard a ship by benevolent extraterrestrials and end up in a kind of meadow with a great tree on it. Um, and that's a, a symbol of, um, or perhaps an indication of fourth density plane free of third density artifacts and humanity congruent to the 3D plane or looking similar. Uh, that's forming now. This fourth density sphere <clears throat> like we have, like each uh, plane is a sphere. You say, the the third each dimension can be called a plane, p l a n e. A dimension is um, a realm of for experience. It can be considered planar, planar, like a plane. It can also be considered spherical, like a sphere. Um, in any case, there is um, 
you know, multiple dimensionality to it where there is, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z axes <laughs> plus one time in fourth density. So the fourth density sphere or plane or dimension uh, associated with love and understanding and unconditional acceptance, the kingdom of heaven on earth, exists, coexists, um, and is, con you know, is sort of congruent in a way with yellow ray or similar, and it's forming now, it's denser in terms of density of light or photon or energy potency, um, and it is filling up now in front of us, but we just don't see it, meaning those who are wanderers or fourth density, fourth density wanderers here are living in fourth density now, and third density too. They're just not aware of their fourth density interactions or activity unless they have uh, vision, psychic vision or clairvoyance, which most don't have. So, <clears throat> but the fourth density uh, sphere or plane or dimension is um, moving into activation now from potentiation. And after it stabilizes fully, which is what I'm calling dimensional shift, um, there will be no human level inhabitation. There will be no human bodies on Earth and no human artifacts. It'll be Earth stripped of or with dissolved and free of all human biological bodies and all human level consciousness and all human artifacts, but it'll be the kingdom of heaven on Earth <laughs> for those who inherit the Earth, the meek or those who are sufficiently green ray activated, primarily those who live in love. If you live in love, um, you may well be here. If you're a sixth density or fifth density wanderer, you'll probably go home. Anyway, um, that final comment is that the fourth density entities, like double-bodied wanderers, which are incarnate now, meaning living on Earth in uh, among us, like some of the people in our group, and you listening, could be considered fourth density in terms of their experience, meaning they're coming from other 4D positive worlds, but now are incarnating in less dense bodies, vehicles, meaning third density bodies, less energy potency, due to their desire to experience, which for balancing, and aid or assist or give service uh, as 4D is dawning on the planet. And that comes from a great abundance of compassion or a great deal of compassion. But a great deal of compassion is a big problem here if it's not balanced by comparable level of love or wisdom. <laughs> so compassion is fine. But if we can't discern or think clearly, it's a big problem. We need to think clearly. Help yourself. Please think clearly. You can. Accept it. Think clearly. You know, let us be guided by truth. Let us conform our mind and our life to truth. Um, the truth includes be nice to yourself and take it easy. That's not the only truth, but that's part of the truth of what benefits us, what is helpful and healthy. Take good care of yourself. Be nice to yourself. But um, to live committed to truth, all the levels of truth, um, is critical. And so love is not enough. <clears throat> and great abundance of compassion may get you here as a fourth density wanderer, but it's a big liability without comparable development of wisdom, discernment, clear thinking, capacity for clear thinking, capacity for seeing clearly and analyzing, actually situations and significance. Anyway, next time, 
we'll go further with the discussion of harvest. Um, next time we'll start at 63.9. Many, many very interesting questions in this session. And um, it goes on and on and on. Um, this is only going to get more complicated as we keep going. Um, but you can see, you know, <laughs> the, the, the sphere of a six density mind coming from Ra through Carla. And um, hopefully I can explain it in ways that are helpful to you listening. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Take good care of yourselves. See you next time. And good night.